The younger of them said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided into them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the field to feed swine. And he would think how filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And he came unto himself, and he said, How many hard servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am the more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put on him. And put a ring on his finger, on his hand, and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatty calf, and kill it. And let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again, was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Our Father... Guide us tonight as we bring this message. Help us to say only that that would be pleasing in thy sight. Help us to say nothing that you would not be pleased with. Thank you for the singing, the great presence of the Lord here tonight. I pray, God, you will bless your people. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. In the New Testament... The word backsliding is not found in the New Testament. But the practice is clearly seen in both the Old and the New Testament. Do I hear amen? And so it is today. Many folks tonight take backsliding rather flippantly and say, oh, he's just backslid or she is just backslid. But dear one, may I say to you tonight, the church, the church tonight needs people that are on fire for God. There are so many tonight that was one time on the firing line for God, but now they find themselves in a backslidden stupor. I want to preach on this simple subject. It's not original with me. I want to preach on the thought, how does one know? How are you aware? What makes you aware that there's something wrong in your life, that you're not where you used to be, that you're not where you ought to be? I, I know this, when, you, when you're coming down with a flu, there are indicators. There's aching and sore and you don't feel good. There's a tip or two. It tells you that something is radically wrong in the human body. 
and so it is with the spiritual man. You can tell when you're not where you ought to be. Do I hear amen? Now, I'm not saying this in a boastful manner. I'm not even happy about it. But there have been times in my life when I found myself away from God. And I'm not proud of that. But there are those that are away from God and won't admit it. Now, let me say this, and this is not to be smart-elic. You do not have to be visiting the bars and the dance halls to be backslid. You do not have to be sipping from Jack Daniel or Bud Stupid. You do not have to be out here running around. You can be sitting there tonight with a leather-bound Schofield King James Version in your lap and be as cold as an iceberg. Amen? Get your head up now. I'll let you know when we're going to pray. Listen to me. Backsliding is not something to take lightly. My dear one tonight, I want you to search your heart. I want you to look deep in your soul tonight and find out where you're at with God. I look at Psalms 51. I believe every Christian ought to read Psalms 51 frequently. Here was David, that man after God's own heart. Here was David that had walked that sweet maker of music. You begin to read in Psalm 51 where David said, Lord... Have mercy on me. David said, My sin is ever before me. Then he said against thee, And thee only have I sinned. Oh, David found himself in that awful condition of being outside the will of God. Oh, dear one, listen to me. When you get there, when you're at that place, you find yourself unable to pray. Amen. He said your sins have separated between you and your God and hid his face from you that he will not hear you. You find yourself unable to witness. You find yourself unable to rejoice. You find yourself unable to have that communication between you and God. Oh, what an awful place to be in. How does one know when you're backsliding, first of all, when you hear about Calvary and it don't break you, something's wrong with you? Every time I look at Calvary, it does something to my heart. When I look and see him bleeding and dying for a wretched sinner like me, it does something for me. When somebody can preach on Calvary, when somebody can tell you about how he bled and died and it has no effect on you, something's radically wrong in your heart. Oh, I know. Something in here tells me when I'm not right with... You know the Holy Ghost is a wonderful person. He doesn't wait till you have sin to tell you. He'll tell you before you do it. He doesn't wait till you get out here waiting around in the hog pen to tell you. He tells you before you go to the hog pen. Have you ever started to do something and the Holy Ghost said, mm -mm. Huh? Nod your little pointed head now. 
when you start to do something wrong and the blessed Holy Ghost condemns the heart. How many of you ever had that to happen? Oh, yeah. How do I know when I'm backsliding? When the memory of Calvary, when I remember how he walked up Golgotha's hill and died for me and it doesn't move my heart. When I hear that old song, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross and it doesn't speak to my heart, something's wrong in my life. I'm going to say to you tonight, don't wait. Don't wait till you find yourself in the hog pit like the prodigal did. Run back home to Jesus. Run home to Him. Now then, how do you know when you're backsliding? When Calvary, when the blessed memory of Calvary doesn't speak to your heart. When I remember how He took my place on the cross and paid the debt He did not owe and paid the debt I could not pay. I remember... I remember August the 27th, 1935. You know the doctors tell me that I'm not supposed to run and jump like I used to. So now when I feel running and jumping coming on, I just pick out somebody and say, Run for me! August the 27th, 1935, I remember, I remember how a son of a bootlegger, a little old half-breed boy, walked down the aisle that day and got on his knees and cried out to God and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart and he did that blessed one. When I remember that, it still moves my heart to joy. It moves my heart. The Bible says, I want your joy to be full. Oh, David looked in Psalm 51 and verse 12, and he said, Lord, I've lost my joy. I've lost my joy, and I want it back. How many of you remember that day you got saved? You wanted to tell everybody, didn't you? Huh? Now you can tell whether you're backslid or not. How many you want to tell now? That ought to tell you something right there. Did you used to witness and hand out tracts and you don't do it no more? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh, that ought to tell you you're not where you used to be. How do I know when I'm away from God? I quit having the desire to tell others about Calvary. See, this is not an amen message. This is making you search yourself. The Bible said, let a man examine himself and see if he be in the faith. This will make you check up. This will make you look at yourself and see if you're where you ought to be. When I remember Calvary, when I remember the price he paid, when I remember what he'd done for me, oh, friend, it still brings joy to my heart. But when I get away from God and get cold and indifferent, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Now, I've got a burden on my heart right now. 
I've told some people about it. I told Brother Larry about it. I told some others about it. I've got a burden on my heart that's pressing me under the ground almost. I mean, it's literally, it's almost choking me to death. It's laying so heavy on me right now. But when I get away from God, nothing don't burden me. Huh? I don't have a burden for souls. I don't care about going to revival. I don't care about anybody getting in. How do I know when I'm backslid? Oh, friend, there's something in my heart that tells me I'm not where I ought to be with God. Then there's something else. Something else that tells me I'm not where I ought to be when sin doesn't bother me. Hello? When sin doesn't bother me. When everything is all right. We're living in a permissive world now. We're living in a time right now when people said, Ah, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen? Everything's all right. But I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit, that blessed person of the Godhead, still speaks to my heart. Still tells me, Ed Blue, that's wrong. Amen? When sin doesn't bother you, Oh, the presence of sin can never be ignored or overlooked or sympathized with. If the devil can get you to under, unconcerned about the penalty of sin, he's got you right where he wants you. My dad, a while back, said something that told me a great deal about him. I said, is your son still lost? Listen to me. Here was a deacon, a faithful attender of the church, and you know what he said? Yeah, but I've, I've give up on him. Give up on him. Have you give up on him? Have you? Have you? How many of you have got uh, lost children? Let me see you raise your hand. Have you give up on him? How many have got lost daddy and mama? Raise your hand. How do you give up on them? You can't. You know, how, you know what that tells me? If you have, you're back swift. Amen. Oh, I know this isn't a shouting message, but I want to tell you something right now. It's an awful thing to be outside the will of God. How do you know when you're back swift? When Calvary doesn't move you. When sin doesn't bother you. Next of all, how do you know when you're back swift? It's when that church that you used to go to, when you say, well, I don't think I'll go today. When you can sit home on Wednesday night. Hello? Well, I believe I'll just stay here tonight. Well... They won't miss me down there. God knows whether you're down there or not. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go from the house of the Lord. 
when Sunday morning comes and you find some other activity to stay away from God's house. Amen? Let me ask you a question. Does it still excite you to get up and start getting ready to go to church? Oh, God. Hallelujah. We'll get to go to church. Oh, I'm going to get to go to church. I'm going to get to go to church. I'm going to get to go to church. Amen? Well, I don't know. I don't get as much out of it as I used to. I want to tell you something right there. You may not be putting as much in as you used to, amen? How do I know when something's wrong in here? i tell you another indicator that I know. It's more blessed to give. In other words, hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to get to give. I'm going to get to give. Hallelujah. Bring that plate by. I want to give. Bring it on by. Oh, I'm a... Amen. Somebody said, I don't think I like you. That shakes me up. I won't even have to take a half a baby aspirin to calm down. Listen to me. Something's wrong. So many right now see nothing wrong with sin. And Calvary doesn't break them. And my friend, the church of God, of the house of God, we see no need. And then there's something else. How do I know when I'm not what I ought to be? Have you ever tried to pray when it was just words come out? Oh, you can pray a little old prayer yet. Nothing to it. But praying's not words. Praying's not just a bunch of words you blab off. Praying's when you get in on your knees. And, and there's that communication between you and God. And you can feel that blessed Holy Spirit as He hovers around you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Praying is when now I can talk to God and He can talk to me. When His blessed presence is felt. When I can know that I've touched the hem of His garment. When I know that I've got to God. Did you ever try to pray and you felt like it was froze over? Couldn't get there? What's wrong? Let a man examine himself. Well, I know what it is. If we get rid of old so-and-so, I believe we could move on. That's God. He's been hindering our church for so long. I just wish he'd leave. I haven't shouted since he's been here. Oh, old Sister Wobbleshaw, I wish she'd leave too. I believe if she'd get out of here, boy, I, I could run the aisles again and shout. It's not old Sister Wobbleshaw, honey. It's you. 
the dear brother, the dear black folks have got a song. They sing, it's not my brother and it's not my sister, but it's, what's that next part? Now you got it. You've been reading it too, haven't you? Oh, friend, don't point your finger at somebody else for your coldness. Don't blame somebody else because you can't shout. Don't blame somebody else because your joy is gone. Amen? It's you. It's you. It's me. How do I know when I'm not in the will of God? That presence of the Holy Spirit ceases to be there. David, oh, bless his heart. I wish you'd read tonight Psalms 51 when you get home. Here was that great man of God. He said, Lord, have tender, tender mercy on me. I looked up a little bit of commentary, and a man was coming, he was commenting on that word tender, and he likened it unto when a mother takes her baby up on her shoulder and packs it. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to need somebody to run. He said, Lord, don't beat up on me. Lord, don't push me farther down, but have tender mercy upon me. I get so tired of super saints. I can't stand them. Gag a maggot. I see preachers that are just waiting to get the church to jump on somebody. Amen, Blue! Oh, friend, there's people that's got outside the will of God and missed the will of God and they're in awful shape now. It's not time to jump on them. It's time to love them. Not love their sins. Love them. I know of a dear preacher that fell. And every preacher in that country, they didn't have to read the Bible another word for the next six months. All they'd done was preached on him. The Bible said, If there be one among you overtaken in a fault, outside the will of God, he said, You which are spiritual, how long has it been since you reached out your hand to the Father? How long has it been since you said, let me help you? Let me help you. Let me love you. I remember a dear man that I knew and I loved so dearly. With all my heart from the till the day I die, I will believe, I believe till God calls me home. It was malicious slander. Don't believe it was guilty of a thing. But my dear friend, long tongues and, and backbiting and slander destroyed his life, destroyed his church, drove him out of his church. And one day I was going through a little town in the south, stopped at a red light, and I heard somebody preaching on the street and recognized the voice. I drove around the corner, and there he was preaching on the street. I got out of my car and eased up behind him, and while he was preaching, I started saying, Amen. Amen. 
big man. Glory. I sickened him on. And he looked around and saw me. I tell you right now, I never heard such preaching in my life. He was preaching up a storm. After it was over, I put my arms around him and took him out and bought him lunch. He said, Preacher, if they see you with me, they'll run you down too. Oh, I said, let them help themselves. Amen? If you want to run me down for helping somebody, how about it? I say, how about it? Dear friend, there's people right now. Let me say this to you. Brother Jones, I hope you don't close the meeting out on me for saying this. Did you know I know of people that back on her somewhere, their lives got mixed up and messed up, and they've had, to, they've had a divorce or had the second marriage, and somehow we try to make them second-rate citizens. I want to tell you something. Believe it or not, God loves them too. Am I for divorce? No, I don't want it. But I want to say to you right now, everybody's not perfect like you are. <laughs> now don't look up there like you want your offering back. You ain't going to get it. There's people that have missed the will of God. There's people that's done wrong. But my dear friends, us rise up and go back to Jesus. Get where God wants us at. I don't know about you. There have been times in my life I've been outside the will of God. I don't like it. Don't, I'm not bragging on it. But I got news for you. What a joy it was that blessed day when I said, I will arise and I'll go to Jesus. The prodigal said, I'll go to my father and I'll say, I'll sin against heaven and in thy sight. I'm not worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hard servants. Dear friend, it's time the church of the living God got away from the ice house and got back to where God would have us to be. Do I hear amen to that? It's the time we stop mashing sinners down into the ground and backsliders down to the ground, but start loving those people that have done wrong and loving them back to Jesus. Oh, I pray if there's somebody here tonight that finds yourself cold and indifferent, finds yourself away from God outside of His blessed will, I pray tonight when the altar call is given, I pray you'll walk down the aisle and get on your knees right over here at these old-fashioned altar benches and say, Lord, like David, I've sinned. Like the prodigal, I've sinned. Like Saul, I've sinned. But I'm coming home. wonder what would happen tonight if every soul in this building would say, Lord, I've been cold. I've been indifferent, not been reading my Bible like I ought to, not been studying like I ought to. wonder what would happen tonight if we just fess up, come and get where God wants us to be at, come and find ourselves on our knees and say, Lord, like David, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. 
dear one. You may think tonight, you're, you find yourself in that place and you say, well, preacher, ain't nobody loves me. Jesus loves you. Look up here. I love you. I love you. I know of an old boy and his wife right now. I know of them. I know they're not in church. I know they're completely out of church. Every once in a while, I'll pick up the phone and call them. I'll have prayer with them. They'll pray. Say, I'm going to get back, but they haven't yet. Somebody said, are you going to give up on them? Nope. I'm going to keep loving them. Going to keep on loving. I don't love their sin. That ain't what I'm talking about. I love them. Amen. I remember in South Georgia, some years ago now, a man, the pastor sitting up on the pulpit with me on the platform, showed me a man and his four kids sitting on the front pew, four little old kids sitting on the front pew. He nudged me and said, Preacher, that man's wife walked off and left him and run off with another man. And said, Preacher, he hadn't missed a Sunday. He's got those kids ready right in the house of God every Sunday. I was up preaching that night. And I saw the congregations move. And all of a sudden, a woman come in the door. And the crowd began to whisper to one another when they saw her. It was that man's wife. And she got about halfway of the house and got down on her knees and began to crawl like a dog. <laughs> her husband looked around and saw her. and ran back to her and put his arms around her. And you know what? She said for the whole crowd to hear, Honey, I have no right to ask you to forgive me. I have no right to beg you. But please, if you can, before I leave tonight, will you forgive me? He said, You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I don't know whether you could do that or not, but I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> they went home together. You know, that's been almost, uh, oh, about 15 years, and they're still in the house of God. Let me tell you something. God is a forgiving God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've I say, I don't care what you've done. God said, if you will confess it, He's faithful and just to forgive it. Amen? And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Am I right? And He'll do it. He'll do it. I want the piano player to come. I'm real short of breath tonight. Real short of breath. I want the music, uh, the, the, uh, the choir director to come. I want you to come. Now, I don't know where you're at with God. I don't know how you're living. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you've not done. 
But I'm saying tonight, God gave me this message and told me to preach it. I believe there's somebody tonight that needs to be like the prodigal. I will arise and go to Jesus. I'm tired of this old hog pen. I'm tired of the life I've lived. I'm tired of what I've done. I believe it's time to come home. Play softly, please. I will arise and go to Jesus. Oh, tonight's time to come home. It's time to get back where God can use you again. Sunday school teacher, it's time for you to come home. Oh, it's time for you to walk the aisle and say, I'm tired of living like I've lived. I'm tired of eating the scraps from the pig pen. I'm tired of that. Some are still coming. Why don't you tonight say, I'm tired of it. Are you sick of sin? Are you sick of the way you're living? While we stand right now, while we sing, why don't you walk the aisle and say yes to Jesus singing? faithful to Sunday school. Some of you used to tithe. Oh, but you find yourself now cold and empty and dead and miserable. Why don't you come tonight? Why don't you walk that aisle and say, Lord, I'm so tired of this mess. I want to come back home. David said, I want my joy back. Father, right now, help others to come for Christ's sake. Amen. Sing another verse right now. Come on right now. I've wasted many precious years. Come on. Now I'm coming. I'm coming home. <laughs> I now repent with bitter tears. Lord, I'm coming home. Right now, your time. Like the pastor said last night on the song, there's nothing between my soul and my Savior. Can you get a prayer through? 
can you get a prayer? Can you touch God? Can you touch God? Can you get a prayer through? What if suddenly you were called on to pray for some of your family that was dying? Could you get a prayer through? He said, your sins have separated between you and his face. Hit his face from it, and he will not hear you. Our Father, take this last verse. Help others to come for Christ's sake. Amen. Sing one more verse. I'm tired of sin and praying, Lord. Now I'm coming home. I'll trust my love beneath my word. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Coming home.